CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes. The death of Queen Elizabeth II doesn't just mean a changing of the guard in the royal family. It's given Commonwealth nations, including Canada, an opening to rethink their relationship with the crown. W5's London correspondent Danielle Hamamjan explores just which countries are cutting ties and who could be next. It's the end of an era. The death of Her Late Majesty Queen Elizabeth II pierced through the heart of a nation. But around the remnants of the British Empire, now the Commonwealth, her passing is seen by many as a possible turning point. The time to reshape the monarchy and in some cases, remove it altogether. His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales. Just over two months before his mother's death, then Prince Charles addressed leaders of the Commonwealth, an association he would soon lead. I want to say clearly, as I have said before, that each member's constitutional arrangement as republic or monarchy is purely a matter for each member country to decide. It's the end of November 2021, and we're about to witness historic change. Barbados, an island nation tied to the British crown for nearly 400 years, is officially parting ways with the royal family tonight at midnight. In doing so, it'll become the world's newest republic. As the monarchy here fades away, Will it have a domino effect and inspire other Commonwealth countries like Canada to do the same? Barbados is the most Eastern Caribbean island, the closest to Britain in so many ways. Little England, as some call it, plays cricket, lays out afternoon tea and drives on the left side of the road. But as lawyer Garth Patterson writes in a local paper, Barbados still bears the scars of a barbaric colonial past. There's a deep-rooted historical and psychological association between British colonialism and slavery. Little England, which for 200 years was a hub for the transatlantic slave trade, is also home to the largest slave cemetery in the world. And rising high is a monument to Busa, an African man bought in the late 18th century by the British and shipped to Barbados. Years later, he led what was then the largest slave revolt in Barbadian history. Locals like Garth see Busa as the ultimate symbol of freedom, severing ties with the crown is just finishing the job he started. For me, it is a crucial final step in deconstructing the vestiges of colonialism, dismantling the institutions that were founded on the backs of slaves and breaking the links that continue to shackle us to our colonial past. 
And as Barbados prepares to bid farewell to the royals, among the dignitaries, then Prince Charles, the man who would have become their king, a gesture of goodwill by Barbados. Commonwealth realms are countries that have the British monarch as their head of state. There are 15 in all, including the UK, Canada and Australia. Where a referendum in 1999 showed more than half just weren't ready to let go of the royals. Author Penny Junior has covered the House of Windsor for four decades. What will the Commonwealth look like under King Charles? Barbados is already gone. I suspect Australia is flexing its muscles to leave. I think it would not be illogical for a number of countries to leave. Canada? Canada, it would be very sad because, you know, the family loves Canada. And, but, but, but the fact of the matter is that Canada, Australia, they are all thousands of miles away. Mm -hmm. and, and you have to sort of slightly question the logic of having a head of state who, who resides hundreds of miles away, thousands of miles away. To an increasing number of people, the whole notion is void of any logic. Monarchy is not appropriate for Canada in the 21st century. Tom Frieda, the head of citizens for a Canadian republic, believes passionately it's time to move on. Canada is a first world nation, independent in every other aspect, except we can't choose our own head of state from our own population. And if not now, he says, then when? I'm sure people are going to be saying, uh, you know, there's a mourning period. We shouldn't be talking about this. So how do you define the mourning period? Uh, a week, a month, a year? Uh, I think any day that we waste on this is a shame. Canada has been a monarchy since the 16th century. The role of the sovereign is enshrined in the Canadian Constitution, over which Ottawa didn't assume full authority until 1982. Finally, allowing Canadians to make changes to their own constitution without approval from Britain. Barbados is doing something we should have done decades ago. The countdown is on to the island's independence ceremony. W5 was there for this historic night, the island's changing of the guard, when the unelected head of state who lives an ocean away is replaced by a local, democratically elected president. From the darkest days of our past and the appalling atrocity of slavery, which forever stains our history, the people of this island forged their path with extraordinary fortitude. The royal standard is lowered, and as the clock strikes 12, a new day rings across the small island. But some remain unconvinced about what lies ahead. I am a royalist. Very sad. Some say Barbados under royal rule is all they've ever known, and it provided stability. I, I don't know. I think we should have stayed. I feel we have a lot to lose. Declare Barbados a parliamentary republic. From realm to republic, it's the presidential flag that's now flying. 
Barbados, officials say, will now shape its own future. We've been fighting for many years to, to be free. Now we are actually free. Garth Patterson. Free at last. Has waited a long time to say these words. After 341 long years in the bowels of colonialism, including 200 arduous years in the entrails of slavery, free to determine our own destiny, to chart our own path. Coming up. He likes to surround himself with people who say, yes, sir, of course, I can do that. Can the monarchy survive a scandal-plagued king? I don't think he has ever been forgiven by many people. When W5 continues. distinction to be made between the institution of the monarchy and the person leading it. While support for the institution itself is dwindling, affection for the late queen remained remarkably high until the very end. But with the change at the top and what seems like a never-ending series of scandals involving various members of the family, what is the future of the monarchy under King Charles III? So he likes to surround himself with people who say, yes, sir, of course, I can do that. I'll get it done. Think no more about it. Royal biographer Penny Juner. What he dislikes are people who say, oh, don't know about that, sir. Mm, that's, going to be that's going to be tricky. Probably, you know, best to stay steer clear of that. A longtime environmentalist, Charles is a veteran climate advocate who preached about organic farming, long before it was fashionable. He has managed, during his years as Prince of Wales, to do a lot of real good in the world. Among the initiatives associated with his name, a so-called Earth Charter, which aims to raise $10 billion to invest in green projects. Without the constraints of the crown, Charles as Prince could be vocal about his opinions. This will now change. His mother is not a hard, but impossible act to follow. This year marked the late Queen's Platinum Jubilee, an unprecedented 70 years on the throne. We're British, we, we just, and you're Canadian, I mean, you're, you're, part, of, you know, you're part of us, but so, yeah. I can't explain it to you. I, I'm so royalist, you could cut me in half and it would say Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> okay? There was the famous balcony shot, the last time so many saw the Queen in person for the very last time. But notably absent from this scene, the one often referred to as her favorite son. The celebrations came after months of bruising headlines centered around Prince Andrew, who was accused of sexual assault by a woman who said she was forced to have sex with him after being trafficked by convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein when she was a teenager. In all the scandals that you've covered over the years, and there have been many, where does this rank? This comes pretty high up the scale. Pretty high up the scale. 
Royal biographer Penny Junior has covered the House of Windsor for 40 years. I think this is really damaging to the monarchy. That is unprecedented. In a terse three-line statement by Buckingham Palace, the prince was dealt a humiliating blow. No more His Royal Highness before his name and no more military titles attached to it. While he denied any wrongdoing, the case was settled out of court for an undisclosed amount, but reportedly in the millions. The new king has made it known he plans to slim down the monarchy. But for now, that won't include his own son, Prince Harry, and his wife, Meghan, who've chosen California over the kingdom. In the eyes of a younger generation, how damaging was Harry and Meghan's exit? I think it was damaging. Young people, I think, identified with Harry and Meghan. Many had hoped the addition of a divorced, mixed-race American actress would help modernize the institution. It could have been so healing yeah. in terms of racial tensions in Britain. But there were claims of racism and accusations of neglect directed at the firm, as Meghan called it. It echoes the drama that unfolded after the wedding of Harry's parents, watched by 750 million people around the globe. But the world never really stopped watching. Not as their marriage collapsed or as Diana was tragically killed. That Charles was allowed to wed again suggested the notoriously rigid royals were finally adapting to the times. I think that's what it has to do to evolve moving forward, actually, is the realities of being a modern monarchy means they're not perfect. Alex Clarkson is unapologetically pro-monarchy. His admiration is rooted in his grandfather's service in the Second World War. Part of what he was fighting for was the democratic ideals of this country, and part of that is the institution of the crown. And to Alex, the crown's biggest symbol is more than just a palace. I see what it represents moving forward, and that is oddly continuity. It's safety. It's something that's uniquely British and uniquely of the Commonwealth. It's not just a building for me. But there's another place that's close to his heart. If I could be any nationality, it would be Barbadian. Alex splits his time between Britain and Barbados. It's not just the sun, the sea, the sand. There's so much more to it. It's the people, it's history, it's culture. The fact that he's a white man with deep affection for the institution that colonized this island is not lost on him. It's not because I'm moneyed or privileged. It's because I chose it because it was such a special place. In 2021, Alex started a grassroots effort to keep the Queen as head of state of Barbados. It led nowhere, only adding to the frustration, there was no referendum. The question was never put to the people. The ironic thing for me is that actually it smacked a little bit of kind of colonial times and imperialism. The island nation didn't require a change in its constitution, only a vote from the House of Assembly to break from the monarchy. While Jamaica, Belize and the Bahamas are drifting in the same Republican direction, what about Canada? What would it have to do to part ways? The process would require reopening the constitution. Royal historian Carolyn Harris makes the case it would be 
extremely difficult to essentially fire the king. It's very difficult for all 10 provinces to be on the same page at the same time. Unanimity would be highly unlikely. The monarchy's popularity is lower in Quebec, for instance, but it's higher in the maritime provinces. And then there is the question of treaties with indigenous peoples that are with the crown. The difficulty in doing this in Canada, it's far, far overrated. Tom Frieda, head of Citizens for a Canadian Republic, looked at polls before Charles became king. If you look at the opinion polls, two-thirds of Canadians already don't want Charles as Canada's next head of state. So how can our provincial politicians be that different from the general population? I would say that the provinces are on board with this already. Even if all provinces would agree, questions would still loom. Would the governor general simply become the head of state instead of the representative of the head of state? Or would there be an elected president as well as an elected prime minister? Similar questions prevented Australia from becoming a republic. There was not a consensus about who would replace the monarch as head of state. Breaking ties with the royals is still a possibility for the Aussies. Its recently elected prime minister is in favour, just not right now. This is a time in which uh, people are both giving with grief, but also uh, they are giving respect uh, for uh, the life of service of Queen Elizabeth II. The polls in Canada show this country as a whole is also inching further away. Support for the monarchy has gradually declined over the years. In 2016, just 38% of Canadians thought the country should sever links with the royals. Early last year, that number went up to 45%. Then in November, when asked if Canada should stick with the monarchy going forward, 52% said no, an all-time high. That's a long way from the 1919 Royal Tour of Canada, when crowds overwhelmed police and hysteria greeted the prince who'd later become King Edward VIII. Over the years, royals have generally drawn adoring crowds, particularly when that royal is the head of the family. And in an ever-changing world, many saw her as the one discreet constant, motivated for seven decades by a profound sense of duty. My whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and to the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. Princess Elizabeth was never meant to ascend to the throne, but did so at age 27. At 73, King Charles III is the oldest person to assume the British crown, a job he's been waiting and training for his entire life. Prince Charles is a very controversial figure. I don't think he has ever been forgiven by many people in the country. To this day, you For think? the failure of his marriage. The Netflix series The Crown has introduced the House of Windsor to a new generation. But royal watchers caution its depiction of people and events remain mostly a work of fiction. The crown must win. Must always win. 
which also reinforce a false picture of Diana and Charles, whose portrayal is not often flattering. If you have a complaint about not being loved or appreciated in this marriage, I suggest you take it up with the people who arranged it. Also not flattering are recent media reports, which are based on actual facts. A pampered Charles is known to make headlines for his quirky demands, like needing one of his valets to squeeze the toothpaste onto his toothbrush. But more scandalous are the claims his office sold honors in return for charity donations. With ancient pageantry on full display, the making of the king became official. God save the king! Just as his mother saw the crumbling of an empire, will the new sovereign see the rejection of the crown by one country after another? Barbados is now the newest republic, successfully cutting ties to a monarch living an ocean away. And the first Caribbean colony acquired by the British is now forging its own way forward its imperial ties now gone for good. As Britons get used to singing God Save the King, it's likely that a king will be the British monarch for a very long time. The most likely heirs to Charles's throne are his son, William, and his grandson, George. You've been listening to CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes.